Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson. Just thinking about ministry in general, you know, when we sign up for ministry, we don't think too much about the potential hardships, the challenges, the difficulties, the trials. We think about the prospective blessing. And I think that's proper, but we do have to remember that there, in our case, a lot of times it's mingled. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study through the books of the Old Testament prophets. Join us as Pastor Brian begins his teaching on Jeremiah chapters 26 through 30. Now, here's Pastor Brian. We are going through Jeremiah chapter 26. So, you want to turn there? And we have made a commitment to five chapters a week. And so we'll make our way through chapter 30. And there's some really, really great stuff in these chapters. You know, each week there's uh, just been a, a couple of things, just those rich, rich passages from Jeremiah that you, you know, some of them are so rich and so amazing that you, you learn them, you commit them to memory and you maybe don't even know the address. You maybe don't even know the context or, or, that, or that the verse came from Jeremiah. But I think we all agree that there have been some really, really great passages that we've looked at. And so as we've been doing, I want to just give you just kind of a quick synopsis of, of the chapter, just, a, you know, sometimes just a one-sentence overview, and then drill down into the passages throughout the chapter that I think are the ones that are the key, the one that ties everything else together. So so we pick up in chapter 26, and we're going to see this. Uh, we've seen it already, but I just want to remind you that Jeremiah doesn't really have a chronological order. Jeremiah goes back and forth. And so here we are as we pick up in chapter 26, we're talking about the, the reign of King Jehoiakim, but we previously looked at the prophecy against Jehoiakim and that he was going to be judged, and we talked about the fact that he was judged, and so, to, but we're going to talk about things in the reign of Jehoiakim, we're going to talk about things happening in the reign of Zedekiah, so again, it's almost like Jeremiah is more thematic or more topical rather than chronological. And so as we look at chapter 26, the the whole chapter is really dealing with the threats and the attempts on Jeremiah's life. And, you know, I was saying to Jordan earlier, when you when you look at Jeremiah, when you read the prophecy of Jeremiah, you wonder, you know, who would have ever signed up for this job? I mean, this was not what you would think about what being a prophet would necessarily look like. And I think just thinking about ministry in general, you know, when we sign up for ministry, we don't think too much about the potential hardships or the challenges or the difficulties or the trials 
we think about the prospective blessings and we think about the, the good things that God wants to do. And, and I think that's proper, but we do have to remember that there, in our case, a lot of times it's mingled. It's, it's, there's, there's blessing and there's good things happening and God's at work. But then there's also challenges and difficulties and afflictions. For Jeremiah, it was mostly affliction. It was mostly trouble. But undoubtedly, he had his own moments where God encouraged him. But So, chapter 26, the threats and the attempts on the life of Jeremiah. In the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came from the Lord, saying, Thus says the Lord, Stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak to all the cities of Judah, which come to worship in the Lord's house. All the words that I command you to speak to them, do not diminish a word. And jump to verse four. And you shall say to them, thus says the Lord, if you will not listen to me to walk in my law, which I have set before you, to heed the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I sent to you, both rising up early and sending them, but you have not heeded. Then I will make this house like Shiloh and will make this city a curse to all the nations of the earth. And so the priest and the prophets and all the people heard Jeremiah speaking these words in the house of the Lord. Now it happened when Jeremiah had made an end of speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, that the priest and the prophets and all the people seized him saying, you will surely die. So this is not the hope for outcome. You know, when you, you know, if, if the Lord sent me somewhere, you know, to stand up and to preach to, let's just say, religious people, people going to a religious service or something, you know, you would hope and probably expect, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach this word. The Lord gave it to me, and it's his word. He's going to convict them, and they're all going to repent. And then you go and you preach the word, and they say, we got to kill this guy. I mean, that's what's happening here. And notice that it's the priest and the prophets who are leading the charge against Jeremiah. So it's the religious community that is resisting the word of the Lord through Jeremiah. Verse 11, and the priest and the prophets spoke to the princes and all the people saying, this man deserves to die for he has prophesied against this city as you have heard with your ears. And then Jeremiah spoke to all the princes, of the people saying, the Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and against this city with all the words that you have heard. Now, therefore, amend your ways and your doings and obey the voice of the Lord your God, then the Lord will relent concerning the doom that he has pronounced against you. As for me, here I am in your hand. Do with me as seems good and proper to you, but know for certain that if you put me to death, you will surely bring innocent blood on yourselves, on this city and on its inhabitants. For truly the Lord has sent me to you to speak all these words in your hearing. So the princes and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, this man does not deserve to die for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. So the people are swayed by Jeremiah and the princes even, but notice the priests and the prophets are still persisting. And so then certain of the elders of the land rose up and spoke to all the assembly of the people saying, 
Micah of Morasheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah, and spoke to all the people of Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Zion shall be plowed like a field, Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruins, and the mountains of the temple like the bare hills of the forest. Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, and all Judah ever put him to death? Did he not fear the Lord and seek the Lord's favor? And the Lord relented concerning the doom which he had pronounced against them. But we are doing a great evil against ourselves. And so one of the elders, he says, look, you know, this happened back in the time of Hezekiah. And he quotes Micah. So Micah of Morasheth is the Micah that we have his prophecy here in the Old Testament. And he was a contemporary of Isaiah. Now, verse 20 tells us about a contemporary of Jeremiah. Now, there was also a man who prophesied in the name of the Lord, Urijah, the son of Shemaiah of Kirjoth-Jerim, who prophesied against this city and against this land according to all the words of Jeremiah. And when Jehoiakim the king with all his mighty men and all the princes heard his words, the king sought to put him to death, but Urijah heard it. He was afraid and fled and went to Egypt. Then Jehoiakim the king sent men to Egypt, Elphanan the son of Achbor and other men who went with him to Egypt. They brought Urijah from Egypt and brought him to Jehoiakim the king who killed him with the sword and cast his dead body into the graves of the common people. But nevertheless, the hand of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, was with Jeremiah so that they should not give him into the hand of the people to put him to death. So here's a contemporary of Jeremiah's who's put to death by Jehoiakim the king. Remember Jehoiakim, the prophecy against him was that he would have the burial of a donkey. No one would lament his death. He would be, have the burial of a donkey. He would just be cast outside the city walls. And so he deserved it. I mean, he was a guy who killed the prophets of the Lord. And so chapter 27, chapter 27 is a prophecy of all of the surrounding nations coming under the yoke of Babylon. And so in the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, thus says the Lord to me, make for yourselves bonds and yokes and put them on your neck. So Jeremiah was to make these yokes. You know, the yoke was the, the instrument that the, the cattle were joined together by the yoke. And so it would be like a wooden type of a thing that would go, Jeremiah would put it around his neck and it would lock on this side. And this was to be a pictorial prophecy for the people that just as Jeremiah was wearing this yoke around his neck, that God was putting all of the nations under the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar. And so he says, and send them, send yokes to the king of Edom Moab, Ammon, Tyre, Sidon, and also to Jerusalem, to Zedekiah, king of Judah, and command them to say to their masters, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, thus you shall say to your masters, I have made the earth, the man and the beast that are on the ground by my great power, 
and my outstretched arm and have given it to whom it seemed proper to me. And now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant and the beast of the field. I have also given him to serve him. So all of these nations are going to be subdued by Nebuchadnezzar. God says that he has actually ordained that to be the case. And so all nations shall serve him, his sons and his son's son, until the time of his land comes. And then many nations and great kings shall make him, the king of Babylon, serve them. And it shall be that the nation and kingdom which will not serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and which will not put its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, that nation I will punish, says the Lord, with the sword and famine, pestilence until I have consumed them by his hand. Therefore, do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your soothsayers, or your sorcerers, who speak to you saying, you shall not serve the king of Babylon, for they prophesy a lie to you to remove you far from your land and I will drive you out and you will perish. So in all of these lands, they had their, all of of them had their prophets. They of course were false prophets, but they were nevertheless the prophets in the lands. And they were all basically saying the same thing. They were saying that Nebuchadnezzar is not going to conquer us. And the Lord's saying, don't listen to them because he is going to conquer you. And, and of course, that's what the false prophets were saying in Judah and Jerusalem. They were saying, Nebuchadnezzar is not going to conquer us. Jeremiah is a traitor and don't listen to him. So the majority voice was, everything's going to be okay. Jeremiah was like the, the voice crying in the wilderness. He was the lone voice that was speaking for the Lord. And so as we go down to verse 16, here it says, behold, well, verse 16, also I spoke to the priest and to all the people saying, thus says the Lord, do not listen to the words of your prophets who prophesy to you saying, behold, the vessels of the Lord's house will now shortly be brought back from Babylon for they prophesy A lie to you. Do not listen to them. Serve the king of Babylon and live. Why should this city be laid waste? But if they are prophets, and if the word of the Lord is with them, let them now make intercession to the Lord of hosts, that the vessels which are left in the house of the Lord, in the house of the king of Judah and at Jerusalem, do not go to Babylon. Then verse 22, they shall be carried to Babylon And they shall be there until the day that I visit them, says the Lord. Then I will bring them up and restore them to this place. So as we're going to see, there were prophets in Jerusalem who were saying nobody else. Now, remember, there's still people in the there's still people in Jerusalem. There's still a, a king on the throne. They're under the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar at this point, but not. Everything hasn't been ultimately subdued or wiped out. And so there's still, the temple is still erect and there's still furnishings in the temple. And so they're saying that nobody's going to go to Babylon from this point on. Nothing else is going to be taken. As a matter of fact, the people are soon going to be returning from Babylon. 
God's going to overthrow Nebuchadnezzar and release them and bring them back. And that's what Jeremiah is saying. That's not going to happen. So we'll, we'll see as we go on here. These are very specifically the, the false prophecies that were being given. So in chapter 28, we have Jeremiah's confrontation with a false prophet named Hananiah. This is such an interesting story. And so it happened in the same year at the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the fourth year and in the fifth month. So Zedekiah now is, will actually be the last king. Remember, we talked previously about the Solomonic dynasty ended with Jeconiah. And then Zedekiah is not a son of Jeconiah, but he's actually his uncle. And so he's put on the throne by Nebuchadnezzar, but he will be the last king to reign in Judah. So it's during his reign that Hananiah, the son of Azur, the prophet, who was from Gibeon, spoke to me in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priest and of all the people saying, thus speaks the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel saying, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two full years, I will bring back to this place all the vessels of the Lord's house that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried to Babylon. So notice now, thus says the Lord of hosts. So this guy is, he's evoking the name of the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. And he's claiming to speak for the Lord. He's saying, Nebuchadnezzar is going to be defeated. And in two years, everybody's going to be back and everything's going to be back to normal. And he's saying this in the presence of Jeremiah. And he says, I will bring them back to this place. Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, with all the captives of Judah who went to Babylon, says the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. So that's Hananiah. That was his speech in front of this group that's gathered. So Jeremiah spoke to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priest and in the presence of all the people who stood in the house of the Lord. And the prophet Jeremiah said, amen. The Lord do so. The Lord perform your words, which you have prophesied to bring back the vessels of the Lord's house and all who were carried away captive from Babylon to this place. So, you know, Jeremiah is being, he's being a bit sarcastic here. He just says, okay, amen. Let's see it. Because of course, the, uh, a prophet is verified by their prophecies being fulfilled. So Jeremiah says, okay, we'll, we'll watch and see. We'll see who the prophet is. We've got two years to see, see what happens here. He says in two years, Nebuchadnezzar is going to be overthrown. Jehoiakim's going to come back. Amen. Let it be so. Nevertheless, hear now this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets who have been before me and before you of old prophesied against many countries and great kingdoms of war, disaster, and pestilence. As for the prophet who prophesies of peace when the word of the prophet comes to pass, the prophet will be known as one whom the Lord has truly sent. Then Hananiah, the prophet, took the yoke off the prophet Jeremiah's neck and broke it. 
And Hananiah spoke in the presence of all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, Even so I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all the nations within the space of two full years. And the prophet Jeremiah went his way. So you can imagine this was a a very dramatic scene that's going on here. They're in the house of the Lord. The priest, all of the people are there. Jeremiah's got this yoke around his neck. Hananiah's giving these false prophecies. Then he goes over to Jeremiah and he just rips this thing off of his neck and he throws it down and he breaks it. And he says, this is how God's going to break the yoke of the king of Babylon. And so Jeremiah, he departed. And when, verse 12 The word of the Lord, now the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah after Hananiah the prophet had broken the yoke from the neck of the prophet Jeremiah saying, go and tell Hananiah saying, thus says the Lord, you have broken the yoke of wood, but you have made in their place yokes of iron. So all of that drama and yet, Nothing has changed except you've just exchanged yokes of wood for yokes of iron that can't be broken. And, you know, in in these stories and in these events that happen, I think one thing for us to take away is just the certainty of what God says. And it's, it's a... It's an irreversible thing when God declares he's going to do something... Uh, He's going to do it. And that's what we see being acted out here. So, verse 14, For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron on the neck of all these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they shall serve him. I have given him the beast of the field also. Then the prophet Jeremiah said to Hananiah the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you But you make this people trust in a lie. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I will cast you from the face of the earth. This year you shall die because you have taught rebellion against the Lord. So Hananiah the prophet died in the same year in the seventh month. Wow. So God is confirming over and over the words of Jeremiah. Jeremiah says, this is what's going to happen. And it happens And we see that here again. Now, the 29th chapter of Jeremiah is contains some of the most um, comforting uh, passages in the Bible. And uh, 29, 11 through 13 is really the passages that I'm referring to. But we need to see the context. The context of these statements is a letter that Jeremiah sends to the captives in Babylon. So remember, there there are many now that are living in Babylon. And so Jeremiah is writing them to give them instruction. So in Jerusalem, the false prophets like Hananiah are saying, you know, they're going to be back soon. In Babylon, the false prophets are basically telling them the same thing.
of October, Back to Basics Radio is offering a book titled The Powers of Darkness and the People of God by Pastor Brian. With all the chaos, unrest, and uncertainty in our world, behind it all is the unseen realm where a spiritual battle is being waged. And this spiritual battle not only affects the world collectively, but even our lives individually. This month's book, The Powers of Darkness and the People of God by Pastor Brian, will give you an understanding of the battle that is raging behind the scenes. You will understand the enemy who is waging war against you, his tactics, and how you can be equipped to emerge victorious. As people of God, we must be aware of the spiritual battle we're all involved in, the sophisticated ways in which we're constantly being attacked, and the provision for victory we have in Jesus. If you want to be equipped for the spiritual battle we're engaged in, or to be able to help others become equipped, we encourage you to call us right now at 1-800-733-6443 or visit us online at backtobasicsradio.com to order The Powers of Darkness and the People of God by Pastor Brian. And when you give a gift to Back to Basics, we'll send you this book as our way to say thank you. We do appreciate your generous support of this ministry. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue tomorrow with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we study together in the book of Isaiah. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.